Come with us on a journey into the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable. We will test your senses and challenge your beliefs. A world where science and religion clash. Or do they? You will meet real people and hear real stories, but you will not believe. You will witness strange sights and hear strange sounds, but you will not believe. This is the New England Ghost Project. Welcome to the Nightmare. Good evening, afternoon, morning, wherever the hell you are. Welcome to the new Tojinet on well, Ghost Chronicles Radio on the new Tojinet. Net. I am Ron Kolick, your host, and with me all the way from across the pond, the gold standard in ghost hunting, Mr. Steve Parsons. The new gold standard in ghost hunting. You're the new gold standard? Well, if you're the new, yeah, Dave, don't know, you fluffed it up and then I joined in. Yeah, there you go. At least, at least we fluffed together. Hey, you don't sound like you're in your office. You sound I like am you're in, in East I, Bridgewater. I am. I'm in East Bridgewater studio right now, and... Uh, yeah, I'm all excited. The new Tojinet looks really good, and I'm, I'm excited to be part of it. And I've been part of it since the you very have. beginning. Yep, mm. the very beginning. Like, and, like, like I was in show one of um, Ghost Chronicles Television. Ghost Chronicles Television. Yes, yes, the uh, video broadcast yeah, of uh, yeah. Ghost Chronicles. That's right. Which is Lots why you're in East Bridgewater. Things. Yeah, which is why we're doing today, and on our show tonight. Uh, which unfortunately um, will be uh, delayed. It won't be on encore after this show. But we will uh, have the paranormal couple with us. Ooh, you mean not the paranormal couple? The paranormal couple, Mr. Cat Toy. Ed and, Ed and Lorraine. No. The new Ed and Lorraine. Yes, the new... New age, you know, I mean, things change. Yeah, because I was I was checking out their um, their blogs and Web page and Facebook yep. presence um, because, you know, they are the new kids on the block. Yeah. And you for know, those Steve, that don't know, we're of course, getting old, Steve. we are. I mean, yeah. we've got to hand over to the next generation. And, exactly. Uh, yeah. I mean, and we can't do tarot readings. <laughs> well, at least <laughs> I can't. They do tarot readings. Yeah, well, yes, they do. Well, um, I oh, I can't remember a name now. Um, Satori? Satori, that was it. Yeah, it's actually a really cool name. I, I like that name for a girl. I actually remember it because I've been yelling it for the last uh, ten minutes and making, you know, Italian sounding to it, so I could try to remember the stupid thing. Because you know, I forget names all the time. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> So, but anyway, they, they seem um, actually, you know, very nice. And we know Cody. Uh, Cody's never, very nice. Cody's a good I, dude. I've never had the pleasure of meeting Satori and her mm-hmm. father um, <laughs> blocked me on social media. Years yeah, ago. well, that's um, the way life is. But hey, that's life. Can't yeah, take exactly. the competition. Block them. Whatever. Um, <laughs> yeah, whatever. Um, but that's not what I want to talk about tonight. Because no. I, ca- I caught a documentary the other night, and a proper documentary, not one of these um, daft, <laughs> daft, YouTubers. Yeah, YouTubers. No, no, you know, one of these, um, like the way Discovery Channel has gone of late. Oh, uh, uh, yeah. D-Max and all these. You know where Discovery used to be, uh, and, and the National Geographic, used to have proper documentaries hosted by proper 
you know scientists and engineers yep. and but now it's all um Paranormal. reality ghost hunting television yeah. and the kardashians <laughs> hey actually cody and satori the kardashians of the paranormal oh don't don't put that on them that's terrible <laughs> anyway as you i mean you know I, anyone. I, uh, except kim kardashian I wouldn't put that on anyone. I can't stand any of the bunch. Oh, well, anyway, moving on. Um, yeah. As you know, uh, I have, um, in addition to my absolute fascination with ghosts and hauntings, mm-hmm. um, and my other passion of aviation. Collection. Collecting. No, I, I'm talking about aeroplanes, because I'm an aeroplane. Yeah, you're still a big collector, too. You forget that little portion of your life. That's just it, the way it is. Um, yeah. But yeah, go ahead. <laughs> lake and sea monsters have always yes. fascinated. Yeah, yeah, my. And I know so that I mean, you're doing oh, yeah. um, uh, filming a documentary. Oh, it was until the virus hit. Now it's been over a year, so it's probably what a year. Well, God, it must be we like filmed, uh, we filmed my bit in 2019. Yeah, so that gives you an idea. Uh, that was the last uh, bit, I think, that we no, we did a little something after that. But yeah, uh, actually, we did a few things after that. But still, 2019. So we're looking at fall 2019, 2020, 21. Here we are, almost two years ago. And yep. that poor documentary is, is on hold. But I do today that you were interested in doing the show on on this stuff and uh i'm, I'm excited to get it going and rolling again because yeah, well, uh, because i'm going back to this documentary um mm-hmm. this was on a, a lake monster that i'd never encountered before and so i watched so the how document. many lake monsters have you encountered uh well none in reality but <laughs> um, aware of um, oh i get it now aware of yeah is that a British uh, thing well, I'm obviously aware of the Loch Ness monster having been there. Um, you know, to have a look, see if it was there. Um, sure. But this is this. I'm, and I, I know, you know, uh, the main one, um, York, Maine, as in, and Gloucester, Maine. Um, Gloucester, Mass. Gloucester, Mass. I apologise. There's probably a Gloucester in Maine. There's a Gloucester in most states in America. Probably. But, but uh, nonetheless, this one. Um, you know, you've got um, oh, Champ up, up in Lake Champlain, just up the road. Yes, we do. And yep. uh, I hadn't heard of Jigginack. 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 So that would be a uh, Afro- African-American. No, no, it's one of yours. Uh, the other name for it is Connor Cadet. Or gonna cadet, uh, and this is, or, or or in West. I mean, I was I was using the the. Uh, God, and so many things come to me. Look. I was using the native names there, but I'll okay. use the American name for Illy. Yeah. Who? Illy, of Lake Iliamna, um, which is in Alaska. Oh, okay. There you go. Now. Now, this actually, you think Iliamna Lake is a large natural lake, uh, one of the biggest in in Alaska, a thousand foot deep, 70 odd miles long, 25 miles wide, uh, huge great lake. 
and uh, very very similar latitude actually um to uh lock to, to, lock, the lock yeah to loch ness in scotland <clears throat> oh, cool. and this is this is a brute of um of of a lake up in alaska mm-hmm. um this um this particular sea monster lake monster um is one of perhaps one of the most compelling i've read about in recent times it's the number of witnesses let me let me talk about it a little bit first and then because there have been very recent sightings you know only um within the last year or two but these are multiple witness sightings including um biologists from the u.s department of fish and wildlife um and um the borough leaders from um the towns that surround the lake uh, including video footage. I know you're frantically Googling to catch you up here. Uh, no, you're not. Oh, you can't, can you? Uh, the, earliest, the earliest reports of this monster living in the lake come from the native ting, uh, Tlingit. Tlingit? Now, I'm How having can you problem. even say those words, Steve? Tlingit people who tell stories. Do you know what I would do to them? <laughs> <laughs> who tell stories of a creature referred to as the Gonacadet. It was described as a large water-dwelling animal with a head and tail similar to that of a wolf and a body like an orca, very similar to the Arkalut. The Gonicadet was depicted as a fish god and was recorded in pictographs along the Alaskan and British Columbian coasts. Other early reports of the monster come from the Alawit people who tell stories of creatures which they call the Jig-Ik-Nak. The fish monsters were reported to travel in groups and attack canoes and kill warriors. Really? Hang on. Now, here are, um, there's a few historical sightings. Yeah. Okay, so 1942, Bay Balesworth and Bill Hammersley were were on a direct flight over the lake, travelling to the village of Ilyama. Uh, Bush pilot Alsworth, flying his Stinson ferry plane, was crossing over the deep black uh, water when he noticed some unusual specks on the surface near an unnamed island in the middle of the lake. As the craft moved closer to the specks on the water, Alsworth was able to see that these were actually giant fish, and he swirled the plane around for a closer look. Both Hammersley and Alsworth were able to get a good look at the second pass and described what they saw as dull aluminium, sorry, aluminum in colour, <laughs> with heads that were broad and blunt. The width of their long torpe- uh, tor- tapered bodies was the same as that of their heads and the vertical tails slowly waved side to side. This aspect of the description is important as whale tails go up and down, of course, you know, the whales yeah. fluke. Right. Yeah. From 1947, after leaving his defence job... That on, I've seen that on a lot of women. Yeah. After leaving his defence job, Hammersley published a short piece in the on the mystery fish uh, or the shoal of mystery fish um, they had seen in an attempt to get others to investigate the matter or come forward with other reports. Larry Ross, the U.S. Coast Guard and geodetic survey pilot, was one of those who came forward. Flying across Lake Ilyama in the fall of 1945 at a height of 100 feet, uh, Ross reported that he had claimed to have seen giant fish more than 20 feet long, the colour of dull aluminum. Okay, we jump forward to... Um, Where's the there's a there's a really intriguing one. Um, 
All right, here we go. 1967, Alaska missionary Chuck Krapuchets has seen a, had seen the monster twice. Once he was flying over in a float plane when he saw a large animal on the water. He got on the radio and tried to call some other people around to see if they could verify it, but nobody got there in time. One of his friends went uh, went trolling for it. Um, uh, He took a 516th stainless steel cable, put a number two tuna hook, which is about seven inches long, onto it, baited baited it with half a caribou and tied it off to the struts on his float plane. Half a caribou? Um, he was he was drifting and sitting out on the floats when the plane gave a big jerk and knocked him off the floats the plane was towed off and he barely made it back to shore he walked (laughs) he walked for miles whilst watching the plane as it was towed around the lake when he finally recovered the airplane three of the cables were gone bitten through or cut the hook the hooks on the one that remained had been straightened, and these hooks were eight or nine inches long. Um, there have been beluga whales that have gone into the um, river that joins the lake, um, and it was not thought possible that the beluga whale was big enough or powerful enough to do this uh, to the hooks. Uh, and there have been other sightings right up to, including um, within the last few years, um, by, as I say, ec- biologists from the Department of uh, Fish and Wildlife up in Alaska, um, who were doing uh, returning back. And uh, they also noticed that these very large, um, estimated to be between 30 and 40 feet long, um, were sighted. And uh, then most recently, there have been two two um, iPhone videos taken from the shore, one of which shown in the documentary had never been seen prior to this. It had never been put on social media because the borough of the person who took it was the borough leader of the uh, village and didn't really, you know, didn't want it on social media, but uh for the documentary it was it was shown um and does show a very interesting um series of or either one one object with three humps and it's clearly an object you know it's so you're not you seen the video a, i've seen the video it's the videos okay. on the documentary yeah. um you're not seeing uh um a log you're seeing something animate and because they they know the lake and they can and you've got background in it and he zooms in and out fortunately and so uh, the video analysts were able to work out the distance triangulate the distance to it and from from the knowing the distance to it they could then work out the length and they got the length at uh, between 35 40 feet um it's it doesn't sound like an eel and that's the intriguing part because eels when they swim they the whole body undulates yeah. with a lateral side to side motion right. um but this seems to be uh something that's eel like but not an eel See, when you first mentioned it uh it sounded very much like an oarfish 
I don't know if you know what a norfish is. Yeah, I know what a norfish is. They're and, huge. And they're, yeah. they're huge. And they're very much shaped like the original you were talking uh, about. Uh-huh. But when you start bringing in humps into it, that totally throws that out. Interestingly, so, uh, all, all of the witnesses. And, and, yeah, go ahead. All of the recent witnesses and some of the older accounts all report that there are three distinct um undulations which appear three humps which is very close actually to some of the drawings and representations of nessie right um which and, we and oko pinoco and and yeah. champ and a few yeah. others too as well yeah so um they've ruled out sturgeon because uh the sturgeon is um doesn't match the descriptions you know with the humps etc uh a sturgeon would match some of the loch ness accounts and that's why one of the things that it was uh, suggested but has now been ruled out because there's no sturgeon dna in loch ness and but this one seems to have gone sort of kind of under the radar um although it is it is alaska it is i mean you know it's mentioned on uh some crypto uh websites right um but i and you know i've got quite a few books on lake monsters and sea monsters and um this one had got completely past me and it's one of the most fascinating lake monsters and one of the you know like with loch ness you have um multiple witnesses and indeed um you know uh, some some rather interesting video Interesting. Do you remember a video that surfaced about oh, two or three years ago, which looked like um, a large Where was surf- it? Uh, from Alaska, uh, this ice covered object that looked like. Yes. A- yes. yes. You remember it? Yes, I do remember it. Well, that came from Fairbanks. Remember, Alaska. it's my passion, too. Yeah. Well, that yeah. came from Fairbanks, Alaska. That was included in the video um, and the analysts had looked at that. And they had managed to rule out because one of the early theories is it was a big bunch of weed or something. Right, that was right. just, and they've ruled that out because it's actually moving forwards against the current. Um, and they say that it has all of the appearance of a large animate object. And what they were saying is that there are similar sightings of this. Uh, what, did, what was it called again? The Jigiknak uh, or Illy um as he's been nicknamed he she um but perhaps the most interesting uh for me um aspect of the whole sighting was that this isn't a single sighting as in the creature isn't seen alone solo um by by the witnesses that many many of the sightings including the ones i re- i gave you earlier from the 1940s the bay bay oddsworth and bill hammersley were um and the 1963 sighting um another one and 77 uh, all described groups of these large animals between 20 and 40 feet in length i.e some of them were 20 feet some of them were bigger so you've by the sound of it you have a population you have mom pop right. and yeah. little baby monsters it sounds very much like that and, i think and, you're gonna have to go you know, up to the you're gonna have to alaska. go alaska yeah 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 i know sarah she'll let me up there sarah palin so i'm sure she'll let me up there don't they um, give you a thousand dollars if you stay in alaska for more than two weeks <laughs> the uh the building cabin 
Yeah. The interesting thing about it to me, the the most interesting thing was the account from the airplane. And uh, I have never, I mean, I've seen, heard a lot of cults, uh, accounts of different sea serpents, different sea monsters. And I never heard of one, uh, one of that dura- duration, first of all, uh, and also of the, uh, the size and uh, power of this particular creature, whatever it was. So to me, that is the most intriguing thing. And, and I have to see if I can get a hold of this documentary and, so that I can take a look at this myself. So I'm, I'm really enthralled by it. But that, that's a good choice, uh, Steve. Well, we've got the um, scoring forward um, a little bit further. 2017, um, Kakonak village residents see a creature one mile offshore that was estimated at 50 or 60 feet. The animal blew like a whale. Yeah. So it may have been a whale. Um, yeah, size, you know, is, is not necessarily. A, no, I'm a, just saying the, yeah. it blew like a whale, so it may have been a whale. Probably uh, was. Yeah. And had several smaller ones following, so possibly What's a shoal. If it walks like a duck and quacks like a duck, it's probably a duck. Well, yeah, but um, one of the you're dealing with a population who still, for the most part, make the in fact it was stressed in the documentary that many of the people um, that have witnessed the, the monster um, make their living from the lake and from hunting animals, you know, um, marine life, Uh, they're fishermen, you know, they, they, they are the native Alawit people. Um, You know, so these are people who, what, what was interesting uh, as well is the, uh, a number of fishermen had reported um, encounters with this thing that's bumped against the side of their, their canoe or, or boat. One of the uh, witnesses in the documentary describes the, um, an encounter where he was fishing out um, on the lake in his kayak. And then this thing comes right up alongside, bumps alongside him and then starts pushing the canoe around. Um, and there are, you know, accounts where um, deaths have been or attacks. Now, whether you say an attack or whether, you know, whether it's just bumping the boat. Yeah. Um, but actually, su- surprisingly, um, you know, it, it goes all the way back to the native. And they had um, a chap who uh, is uh, an elder for the Alawit people who because this this this. Um, population don't have um, a written history they have an oral history right Uh, and he was saying that there are stories that he was told that his father was told grandfather all the way all the way back um, and that the Alawit don't question the stories they don't um, they don't think you know they are just passed down as well, this is how it is. This is what right. it's nature their oral is. History. Yeah. It's their oral history, and they right. accept it as. And when those oral histories have been uh, tested uh, by anthropologists and such like, uh, with other native populations like the Australian Aborigines, the Native Americans, um, the um, Inuit, mm-hmm. they found them to be, in fact. Um, it was only a few years ago uh, we there was a, uh, an expedition sent to find HMS Erebus and HMS Terror, 
which were two Royal Naval vessels that were sent off to find the Northwest Passage. Yeah. And exactly. yep, and disappeared. And yeah, yeah. And they'd searched everywhere for them. They'd used sonar and radar and satellite, and they couldn't find them anywhere. And the Inuit said, "Yep, we oh, have we know a, where they are. <laughs> we, have, we have stories of these great three-masted ships." 200 miles away from here in this other place so they went down there and they found the ships exactly where the Inuit said they were on a a side note and this has nothing to do with anything except what you just mentioned is that uh, during one of our sessions with the uh, the red light uh, seance we uh, supposedly made contact with a person who died on knew what the hell we were talking about some information about uh, the verify. So it's uh, interesting. Oh, it's it's fascinating. And, but for me, it was, you know, really quite intriguing that Illy um, had never sort of cropped up before, um, you know. In, in, all, in your radar. On my radar, yeah. Yeah, you know, um, the interesting thing, I, I really... I really take much more credence old sightings rather than today's present day sightings because so many people are addicted that they just they just like they just want clicks and so you never know what you're going to get on social media. Well, that's true. In fact, but remember that the uh, Alawit um, borough leader didn't put anything on social media. Um, so there was no, you can rule out any, you know, you, you can say, well, he didn't want it on social media. He didn't rush for likes and, and fame and fortune. In fact, until the documentary crew turned up, um, it wasn't, it hadn't been seen before. Testing, so, testing. yeah, you do keep cutting out occasionally. Hello. Crap. Oh, no, I'm still here. Are you still here? I was. No, you haven't, because I can still hear you. I hear you. Ladies and gentlemen, this is a technical interlude because Ron, who I can hear, can't hear me, so therefore thinks that I'm not here. Unless I'm not here um, and he is. So I'm there. Oh, I, I, all right, I'll keep going. Well, we've got a short. I'm back. Got, oh, well, there we go. Because we've got our um, word from our sponsor coming up, which is a great time to sort out the technical difficulties and we figure out which one of us is really here and which one isn't. So join us <laughs> for part two of Ghost Chronicles, the International Sea Monster Edition. Here on the new Toji Net. We'll be right back after the following messages, I believe. Oh, wait a minute. There's a countdown now. That's cool. Do you see that? I do. But you might not be there. I might not be here. Although I know that I am because Roy just told me I am. Uh, (laughs) You're just a mirage. (laughs) We're in the tunes.
Welcome to Toginet, radio with a cutting edge. Do you have a paranormal event, book, or something else you want people to know about? Then why not advertise it on Ghost Chronicles Radio? With over 150,000 downloads a month, get your message out to an audience that's interested in the subject. We have a plan at a cost that fits your needs. For more information, contact Ron Kolick at anyghostproject at comcast.net or call 978-455-6678. They're creepy and they're kooky, mysterious and spooky. They all talk ugly kooky, the Parrax family. The shows are paranormal, not stuffy but informal. The topics are abnormal, the Parrax family. They're strange. Unrestrained. So grab your favorite brew. It's time to rendezvous as we give the awards to the Miller X family. Welcome back to part two of Ghost Chronicles International with the sound cutting in and out on my headphones. So don't quite know when to start tonight's part two with Ron Holek down in East Bridgewater and me, the gold standard of something over here in West Wales. You might not be. Ah. Hey, do you want to hear a story? (laughs) Okay. Okay. Um, I'm going to give this uh, credit for reminding me or alerting, uh, reminding me of this um, interesting little extract from um, this house is haunted which is the book written about the enfield haunting which took place in the 1970s in and the enfield district of london england and was investigated by the spr um most notably yeah. of course maurice gross and guy lyon playfair who and we've lorraine had, and, and lorraine and uh, who had nothing boy. to do with it <laughs> um but uh and reminded me of this this marvelous um just a little extract so i thought I'd read it for you um and it's it's verbatim what what uh, guy guy lion playfair um included in the book oh we had page... on that show at one time we did um yes. yeah i think it's about page 93 if anyone wants to check the night of saturday the 12th of november was one of total bedlam but with a difference it was not caused by the poltergeist so much as by the investigators themselves for my first attempt to bring in outside help from fellow members of the spr backfired with almost disastrous results i had invited a psychologist whom i will call dr not from a provincial university to come along and bring whatever instruments he could try, try, bring whatever instruments he could to try and get some recorded data to support our evidence. Dr. Nock had investigated poltergeist cases before and was regarded by some SPR members as an expert on them. I specially asked him to come alone since Gross and I would be there and there was just no room for anybody else. However, to everyone's complete surprise, no less than six SPR members descended on the unsuspecting Harpers all at once, 
followed by two surprise visitors whom Dr. Knott and I assumed each other must have invited. In no time, in no time, sounds like a Spitlerian investigation, this. In no time, the house was like a railway station in the rush hour. Dr. Knott unpacked his bag and covered the family dining table with all sorts of small gadgets. Morris Gross took me aside. What's all that stuff for? He asked. Search me. You're the scientist, I answered. I was better making I was making better things than that when I was in fourth grade, he went on. Oh. Is he serious? Oh. I had assumed he was, or I would not have invited him. Though before long I too began to wonder. Dr. Knott took his bits and pieces up to the bedroom and asked the girls to come with him and come with him. He had several small compasses, a gold leaf electroscope and a rudimentary infrared radiation detector, the needle of which started wobbling around like mad almost as soon as Janet and Rose went near it. Knott was intrigued. Gross asked Janet to try and make it wobble again which she did several times. However, Knott said later in his written report that these deviations were due to some some unspecified instability in his contraption, which he told me later he had only made that week and which he had had no time at all to test. One of the visitors then tried some unorthodox research of his own devising. When the girls complained that the double bed, which they were both in, was shaking, he promptly jumped in with them, causing (laughs) them both to get somewhat excited. Later, this same researcher put some balloons full of water under the bed as bait for the poltergeist. These were flung by person or poltergeists unknown in all directions, making a terrible mess as water seeped through the floorboards into the living room below. Oh, my gosh. Drenching the unfortunate family budgerigar. I never did find out what the experiment was designed to prove. That's that's in the book. That's in the book. And he's talking about SPR investigators. Oh, my God. And you know what? I kind of understand his point. <laughs> because, you know, there are still people like that in the SPR to the present day. Fortunately, mm-hmm. I'm not one of them. Um, but, yeah, there we go. <laughs> Thanks to Anne for bringing that one to my attention. Whom we'll be having on the show in the near, in the near future. And oh, we will be having, and we'll be having um, the author of a new book on poltergeists. Uh, we're just waiting for the book to come out. Mm-hmm. Um it's uh, and when the book is ready, then we're going to get him on the show as well. Oh, excellent! And that's a that's actually a case that's probably um, as good as the Enfield Poltergeist. Really? Yeah. So um, he'll be joining us. In, I'm excited. In the coming weeks and months, whenever, whenever the apparently the, um, the typesetter for the uh, publisher has gone missing. <laughs> So there's a small because it was due out, I think, next week, but there's a small delay. So there we are. So there you go. Look, something mm. to look forward to on the new Tojinet radio. And talking of the Society for Psychical Research, they have their conference this weekend. It's an for those of you um, who have never but always thought, well, I can't ever get to an SPR conference because yes. it's in London, because it's in, Lo- in in England and I can't get there. And it's you know, this year it's on Zoom. 
um, and it's uh, obviously very reduced rate. So if you want to attend an SPR conference, um, it commences this coming Saturday, the 18th and um, 10 back plus. So it's because a lot of the speakers are actually from the USA. So. Um, so wait a minute. So there must be they zoom in. in? Yeah. Uh, All the audience and it's unlimited places. No, um, I mean, the, I mean, the uh, speakers are zooming. Yes, in. The, the speakers are zooming in. Uh um, so it starts Saturday um, and runs all through. Like, Saturday. Sounds like something we did. Yeah. Well, the SPR conference. Um, but anyway, uh, all yep. day Saturday, all day Sunday for details and to reserve your um, place on Zoom, um, go to spr.ac.uk. spr.ac.uk. And, you put that um, up on our uh, page? Yeah, no, because I'm not on the computer at the moment. No, I mean, uh, not now, but sometime in the near future. Yeah. Can you copy the link on there, or is that too much yeah, trouble? Uh, well, yeah. I, I, can't you get one of your assistants in the studio there to do it? I, I have no access to anything here. How? Mm. Oh, so you're in the closet then. Right. Anyway, so, yeah. Let's say Able. if you want to... If you want to attend an, or participate in an SPR, Society for Psychical Research Conference, um, annual conference, unique opportunity this year for the first time ever by Zoom. Um, it may be extended into future years. We may do hybrids in the future. Um, but this coming weekend, Saturday, Sunday, I'm presenting Aunt Dr. Anne Winsper um, is presenting Cal Isn't. Really? Really. Um so yeah, join in. There's um, there's so, something for everybody there. And right. blew off my spirit quest for SBR. All right. No, different conference. Because uh-huh, uh-huh. spirit quest isn't this weekend. No, it and, isn't. And actually, when I spoke to Anne, she said she could have done the Sunday at Spirit Quest, but you didn't ask her about the Sunday. You asked her about the no, Saturday. Right, because we're not doing presentations on Sunday. Well, that's not your problem. Her problem is it. That's not my problem either. Well, you know, she was good enough to agree and you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. no and flexibility so what, on the part of the host. So what Steve and I are arguing about, <laughs> by the way, this uh, October 1st, 2nd and 3rd, of course, is our 11th or 12th annual Spirit Quest. And uh, whatever. Well, it's the 10th uh, one that actually runs, but it's the 11th year because last year there wasn't one. Right. So anyways, uh, yeah, that will be, and you want to check it out, you can go to nighostproject.com, the letter N, the letter E, ghostproject.com. And um, yeah, it's got a lot of events. We've got another murder mystery night. We have uh, a ghost tent. We have, uh, oh, uh, it, it's uh, on table tipping, but it, it looks at the scientific end of it as well. So I'm excited about that. I'm excited about your Paravision one. <laughs> you know, when I, sounds, when I type that, that sounds awfully familiar. I thought he's done it. No inspiration. No inspiration I'm, there then. No, I, I, I. What do you mean? This has never been done before. Sorry. Uh, Sorry. It's well, never been done. It's never been done as a Zoom presentation. No, you're absolutely right. It hasn't. It's been done Why? as a live. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait, 
when did you do Paravision? 2004, 2006, 2007. Yep. Excuse me. And what was <laughs> the uh, what was the theme of the Paravision? Paravision looked at uh, all aspects of normal vision through to um, well, in fact, everything to do with paranormal photography. Uh, we didn't do second sight because we didn't count that. So we looked at um, the physiology um, of the of, of yeah. sight, the mechanisms of sight, the mechanisms and physics of photography and videography. See, um, in that's fact, not that's not even that's not what it is. It well, is. Maybe. It is totally different. It, we, and then, and anyway, we, we didn't hyphenate. We, we look at word. science. We look at. I did steal the word. I will admit that. Borrow the word for that one particular <laughs> thing. Uh, yes, but it looks at. It, and by the way, what we're talking about. You, this is a uh, my monthly paranormal study group. We're doing paravision, where we look at uh, uh, vision and second sight. So we look at the scientific. Uh, aspects of vision, what is vision, and then we also uh, combine that with what is being seen at second sight, and uh, yeah, it's going to be interesting uh, how how reliable uh, uh, of, uh, is what you see, it's, yeah, so there you go. I know what I saw. I know what I saw. That I stole from you. <laughs> I stole that from you right verbatim, if you really must know. <laughs> so we're, we're, I'm in the studio there, now, there and is, the, the, the this big no excitement, the paranormal couple have just entered the studio. Oh, my God. And, and they, they brought some of their oh. uh, their haunted material here, so oh. I don't know what's going to happen to the video. Well, you've been cutting out throughout the show, yeah. so um, it, the, perhaps the paranormal aura goes, goes before them. Yeah. Might be. It is. It could be. Could are, they all well in, be. are they all on the glass domes and properly protected? And um... oh, they're up. Yeah, that that they have all their haunted items uh, with Bibles on top of them, and they're uh, encased in holy water. And uh, yeah, so they're they're well protected. So so. I want to know what all this because yeah, there's there's an intriguing question you can ask them later on because I intend to because what is this like? necessity to throw holy water bibles and crucifixes at, at paranormal objects because you know you've got a few and you know i've got a few haunted cursed assorted you know everything from you know, murder weapons through to yep. cursed objects and things that mm -hmm. you know uh, did you see the new one the painting the crying I did. I have been trying to get a hold of that so stupid painting for years so, now. So the best part of it was a few weeks earlier, I'd seen another example. Um, mm -hmm. But there are so many copies. I wanted one of the original, you know, um, uh, Ben, 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 uh, I can't remember his name now. Um, yeah. Anyway, that guy. That, so I'd found, I'd seen another one at the car boot sale, which is a yard sale for, you know, <gasps> Anyway, uh, bringing it to me? no, it, the guy wanted. He said it was in, you know, it was framed. He said, oh, I said, how much is that? And it was all badly scuffed and yeah, it, yeah. it wasn't great. And he yeah. went, it's twenty five pounds. I wasn't paying that. He said, oh, the frame. I said, do you keep the frame? Yeah, just sell me the because I don't want the frame. Um, you know, I don't, I don't really want the picture because it's like really rough. You know, it looked like somebody sandpapered it. 
Um, but I'd never, I, they are so hard to find. Uh, you know, on eBay, they're about 50, between 50 and 100 pounds each. For, oh, you can get it for like 2,500 pounds. Oh, yeah. I mean, and upwards. Yeah. But, but um, we, we so went, then to, we we've went. got to, a toy fire truck in here now, and now there's a big giant doll. It's just come in. So, yeah, uh, so exciting we, stuff. We go, we go around um, the following week, the last week yeah. of the last one of the season. And we're walking up and down the aisles. And the last one of the season is always the best one because everybody's selling off all the crap. You know, mm-hmm. they, they, they don't want it in their garage or your attic for the rest of the winter, you know. So get to the end of a line and there is uh, an original um, crying, crying boy. And um, Ethan spotted it, actually. He said, dad, 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 there's one of them pictures. So we, we sidled over. And the price tag on it was three pounds. Wow, three pounds. Three pounds, and uh, not a mark on it. A slight graze on it, but you know nothing that. And it doesn't smell burned or scorched or anything. So that was pretty cool. But it brings me back to this, like you just said, the paranormal superstar couple, uh, the Kardashians of the paranormal. um, Yeah. Covered everything in Bibles and holy water. And the we, we just we, we just had a problem here because one of the haunted the objects is is a, is a giant doll, and it's green, so it goes into the green screen. So I had to give up my chair, and now they're miking the doll. So maybe the doll will speak to maybe us during the, the show. Maybe they think the doll's you. Maybe they think the doll's you. You know what? I've been accused of. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, what is remember it? That, do you remember? Wait a minute. Do you remember that that joke? Never mind. Never mind. No, never mind. Yep. Um, okay. What is it with Bibles and holy water? I, I sit here surrounded well, by I, and I absolutely and... know that. I know that. Yeah, but we already solved your problem. We know it's radiation that's keeping those things in check. Possibly. <laughs> Possibly. But you no, know, no. Seriously, Steve. When you think about it, um, if you believe that an item is is uh, uh, haunted, an item is cursed, or whatever, then what do you do? You rely on your your uh, spiritual upbringing. So whatever you believe in, if if you believe in uh, holy you water, saying that because they're there. No, no, no. This is I'm telling you. What I would it, say what it, I I'd say that's BS. I say the only reason that they're doing it is like all the haunted museums in the, here in the UK. They're doing it. No, for no, no. You ask me why effect. people would oh. do that? Why they would throw Bibles oh, no, at I mean, it? Yeah, you're, they're you're, relying. They're relying on their own personal beliefs. Yeah, they yeah that? individually, that's like putting a crucifix on the wall, or exactly, exactly. Yeah, that that's no difference. But what they're doing is, it's pure marketing. It's marketing hype. It's adding to the spookiness of the item. Yeah, but this is it's like Annabelle. It's like Annabelle. Annabelle is so dangerous that we have to put her in it. Now, this is a, a full. We're told with Annabelle, she is a full-blown demon that can yeah. do horrendous and horrible things and yet can be contained in a fish tank. And wait a minute, didn't, uh, didn't uh, Zach touch Annabelle? And... and he's still alive. Are you sure he's still alive? He might be dead. We can't see him under the mask. He was brain dead before he started, so we ain't, well, there's been no real difference. But anyway, yeah. this, this horrendously powerful, malevolent, demonic force mm-hmm. that possesses the doll can be contained in basically a fish tank with a bit of a crucifix and some fairy lights and a sign saying, do not touch. Fairy lights are important. It's not much of a demon then, is it? 
Oh, you don't, you don't know. You don't know what the weaknesses of the it's, demon is. You know, it might a, be fairy lights. It's a rubbish demon. Let's be honest. You know, as demons go, I've, I've, I've known, it's pretty bigger, pathetic. Big, I've known bigger demons than politicians. Yeah, well, exactly. I mean, as <laughs> demons go, it's pretty pathetic, isn't it? Yes, it is. And, and this is the problem with a lot of these. You know, we've got the Haunted Antiques Research Centre here in the UK. Ooh, and when you it does um until you have a look at the pic the you know the images from the place and it's all it's like looking around a, a, a junk sale you know there's a there's there's inevitably there's about seven or eight dolls there's a kiddies victorian kiddies pram there's a rocking chair there's yep. you know everything that you can predictably imagine that demons and ghosts possess you know why if 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 i i was once asked on most haunted you know um is this stuff real they were throwing rocks and small pebbles around and i said god i hope death is final because you know if that's what the afterlife is where i come back as a stone throwing soap bubble um forget it and it's kind of like if i have to live out eternity inside a doll in a fish tank you don't want to live in eternity inside a fish tank with a as a doll? No. Being possessed in your body? Yeah. No. Huh. I mean, would you? No. Exactly. I'm you not know. living in a fish tank. So yeah. I'm coming back as an orb and haunt the it, hell out it, of you. It's like these um Dibbock boxes. I mean the Dibbock box itself, it's a it's a wine box. You know There's not okay. even any wine in it. You know what? <laughs> I, I and of of all the haunted objects, I have to say that I probably have or a wooden iguana. I probably yeah, leave my iguana out of this. Uh, <laughs> Mary iguana out of it. Uh, of all the haunted items that I know of, um, the Dybbuk boxes, I probably know the most information about because I you made one. All the people, all the way down the line, know. Who the original origin of the Dybbuk box, the the whole story of it, and uh, it's an interesting story. Now, uh, people have had some interesting things happen. Yeah, but which Dybbuk, which Dybbuk box are you I'm talking, talking about? The original one, not the, not the reproductions that are all over the place. Yes, yeah. I understand that. Yeah. Because there's about nine hundred of them out there now. It's like the dolls now, right? How many how many of those oh, around? God. Right? Oh God! Yeah. Oh well. You know yourself. Um, yeah. I mean, I I must be on number four or five that I've had personally, and I've given three of them sure. away. The only one yeah. that I kept, of course, is is the killer doll. Um, of course, you which yeah, came from Salem. Dangerous. Uh, mm-hmm. And and only because of the the coincidental story, um, you know, that that happened after after I passed it on. Um, but you know, she's back and she's sitting there on the show on the. Um, cabinet looking at me more than happy she's got pride of place in the room um on the you know she's on the same side she can't see the crying boy but uh you know who, where do these things come from why do we you know i mean god you know with yeah, eleanor roosevelt's going to appear one day in a in a in a hey, don't, don't, soda bottle don't don't knock uh, eleanor roosevelt I'm not, but she's going to appear one day trapped in a soda pop bottle. She, 
she'll be in my my office if she's anywhere you know that <laughs> well i didn't want to give up too much information but um yeah did she use avon cosmetics no that's not the point though it's <laughs> it's not the point it, in other words see that's that's the thing you know why there's not an association necessarily with um the item whether it's new old or or thing if it has a possession if there is a spirit with it then it, we don't know the reason for it or unless maybe warrants do or something but i i don't i'll tell um, you it might who the kardashians sorry um cody and satori yeah okay the cat anyway. toy kardashians there you go the cat toy kardashians <laughs> i'm glad they can't hear me you're on the blacklist for that one. Well, hey. Anyway. Like, like, so, like, like father, like daughter. Get back. So, I, so I, I, definitely, again. I definitely want to watch the uh, the video of this uh, sea monster. Uh, yeah, catch so it out. I'll... It's on, um, you're going to, I can't remember which of the channels it was on. Um, but it's a documentary. Well, I'll talk to you about it. It's a, yeah. yeah. Um, I'll try and dig it. I'll try and see if I can find it again. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But it was, it's about Illy, the um, yeah. lake monster. Ali Alil. Well, if you just, if you just type Illy, because that'll give you the lake. Speaking yeah. about that, you, you realize that New Zealand is no longer New Zealand now, right? Are they old Zealand? They're uh, Ali Alakalalua. Oh, yeah. We've got that they same. Changed. Well, you know, I live in Wales. We've got the same thing um, over they here. They changed with, the name uh, to Wales, though? Uh, they're, cha- they're changing. The, there is a Welsh language department in the Welsh yep. government who are changing all of the. They have changed all of the roadsides. All of our uh, documents and, uh, including my passport, is in Welsh and English, which is irritating. Oh, that's good. Because I'm good, not. Yeah. Um, but they're now trying to change. Wait, some you're of, not English. I'm English. Yeah. So what's your? So problem? why do I want a bilingual passport? Because you're living in Welsh, Wales. So yeah, get but over I'm not it. Welsh. Anyway, it doesn't matter. You're living in Wales. You're you're a citizen, dual citizenship. Yeah, but if I was Welsh living in England, I wouldn't have a dual language passport. Maybe you would. Maybe there's a no, fraud. No, I'll have no, to, we'll have to no. pass a law to get that done. No, too. the re- the reason that I have a dual language passport is because the passport office that's nearest to me is in Wales, and all of the passports they issue are dual language. So there you go. Anyway, you know, um, get so. Over it. I am over it. Put your big, big girl panties on. I am over it. Good. But that wasn't what I was saying. What I was, what I was saying is that that same idea has now spread mm. to national landmarks. Um, so we have a, you know, the, the tallest mountain, one of the three tallest mountains in the United Kingdom is Mount Snowden. What's it? A hundred feet. Uh, no, it's about. It's not. It's not on a Welsh on an on an American scale. It's not huge. It's about three and a half yeah. thousand feet. But Although it's it's a hill. <laughs> in America, it would be probably classed as a hill. Yeah. But yeah. here, it's classed as a mountain. Whatever. Uh, well, it's fairly impressive, nonetheless, because you if know. You're, so you're impressed by it. That's fine. So. It's not on the scale of the Rockies. It's no. It's not that impressive. Mm-hmm. But on the scale of what's around it, it's fairly impressive. It's like Loch Ness is, you know, you can put Loch Ness inside Lake Ildiama 
Julian Amuna. Five or six times. Um, but in the scale of Alaska, you know, it's it's teeny tiny. Well, teeny tiny. We got to close anyways. We've got one minute left in the show. So oh, all right. there you go. So uh, you've been listening to what are we? Oh, yeah. Ghost Chronicles International. Right yeah, we're here, the warm pact for the Kardashians. Yeah, there you go. Anyways, the uh, on the Walt on that. Yeah, fine. We're also on uh, Amazon Music now, of course, iTunes, and I don't know wherever else. There's like a million of them. Anyone that will have us. Anyone a little. That's proud. right. Anyone yeah, we're not proud. That is scraping up uh, shows to put on. So Demon television. Demon. Oh, you know what? We should start Demon Television. Yeah. All demons all the time. Yeah. Think about it. Yeah. I like it. Let's do it. Okay. So anyways, uh, you've been listening to Ghost Chronicles. We want to thank you so much for listening. Uh, we're brought to you by our good friends on Patreon and Ghost Chronicles Radio and Patreon who help bring you the show and, of course, the new TojiNet Radio and Pararex Radio. Uh, so I want to thank everyone for listening to you and you just say good night and bless it be. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, so might it be good night. Yeah, so might it be. I'm being I'm being chased chased yeah, to the well, You need to be opening your Cheers. studio. Bye. to ghosties, long-leggedy beasties, and things that go bump in the night. Deliver us good Lord. <laughs>